The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to episode two of Block Set Review, your Lego set review podcast. Or maybe Mega Blocks and other things if I decide to one day. This is a podcast just about Lego sets. No fan interviews, no contest, no hop. If that sounds really terrible and boring to you, this probably isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> for the rest of you, welcome. Maybe you just want to hear about a Lego set on your commute to work or while you're mowing the grass, doing some sort of menial tasks. That's why I listen to podcasts and I kind of got frustrated there weren't really any Lego podcasts just focused on Lego sets, which is really what I care about when it comes to Lego. I'm not one of these super creative types coming up with awesome custom creations. I'm just a boring dude who loves to build Lego sets and admires the details and just revels in the the genius of whoever originally designed the set without actually being uh, that creative myself. But enough yip-yap. I'll go and say up front, I've already tried to record this episode once, and I was going to do my little video with it for YouTube, and my phone said, nope, you're out of space. So I had to stop the video, and I decided, you know what? I'm restarting this episode. We're going to scrap that video idea um, because there's too many good in fact, great video reviewers for Lego. It's podcasts that are severely lacking. <laughs> There's a whopping one other Lego podcast that I can find anywhere that's currently active. Um, and they have a very different focus, you know, uh, and frankly, much better production values, much better speaking, <laughs> much better everything probably than I do, but a different focus nonetheless. So, I'm scrapping the video idea. I recommend you just Google or Yahoo or Bing or whatever everybody's using these days the set number that I'm going to be reviewing just so you know what it looks like if you don't already know. Because I think Lego is a visual medium, but the point of a podcast is you don't have to be looking at anything. You can be just doing your business, uh, which sounds bad. I mean, you can listen to this in the bathroom if you want to, but anyways, today, episode two. We are reviewing a Lego set that is unfortunately retired, but I'll go into the details shortly if this is something you can still reasonably acquire without breaking the bank, if it's worth it or not. Um, I don't want to review too many retired Lego sets, but I've been collecting Lego a long time, and I still have sets that are brand new in the box that are very much retired now, and if I build one and want to talk about it, I'm going to. But I'll try to help you decide if it's worth your while to seek it out, uh, based on the price and everything. So today, we're reviewing Lego Ninjago set 70728, Battle for Ninjago City. Again, that's 70728, if you would like to Google it and see what it looks like. Basically, 
It's called Battle for Ninjago City, but it is very much a temple. That is the main build. A pretty legit looking temple or dojo. Maybe dojo is more what it's supposed to be. Or both. I think maybe it's a temple that became a ninja hideout. We'll go with that. It also includes a mech walker thing, which is a pretty substantial build. And a tree side build. And then pretty much just minifigures. The main focus is definitely the temple dojo structure. Um... This set came out in 2014, unfortunately retired in 2015, at least in the U.S. Um, it originally retailed for $119.99, so $120 bucks for 1,223 pieces. Um, it was one of the, if not the, big set from that wave of Ninjago. And I'm going to say up front, um, this is called Block Set Review, not Minifigure Review. Uh, so if you come here expecting great details about all the minifigures... Honestly, I barely know the names of all the Ninjago. Um, I watched the Ninjago movie that came out a few years ago, the you know the big budget one, and I actually enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. You know, Jackie Chan played Master Wu, and it was a fun movie. I mean, I mean it was goofy. There was nothing I guess deep about it, but I thought it was way better than what critics had led me to believe. Um, but apart from that, I don't know a whole lot about Ninjago. Yeah, I have bought a couple, three I think, three or four, two two big ones, and I think two little ones, Ninjago sets over the years. Um, Actually, I take that back. I've bought three pretty big size ones and two little ones. So, despite the fact that I have actually no interest in Ninjago, I am interested in, you know, feudal Japan, uh, dojos, uh, these ancient temples, just that look, that... Asian-inspired, ninja-inspired, fantasy as it is, look. And a lot of Ninjago sets are, you know, these mechs or crazy-looking vehicles and contraptions. I'm sure, as a kid, I would have eaten that up. Or as an adult who's just, like, really into those kinds of things. But I've always been a building guy. I like structures, buildings. So when I get interested in a Ninjago set, it's almost always because it looks kind of like a legit thing, you know, like, hey, that could just be Ninja Temple, you know, or whatever. So Lego is smart with Ninjago. For the most part, it's aimed right at the demographic that loves Ninjago. They love the vehicles. They love the characters, the settings. But every now and then, Lego put out a Ninjago set that totally appeals to people who know nothing about Ninjago, but love the Ninja theme. Because, you know, Lego used to do a Ninja theme. Um, I think it was just called Ninja years ago. And there's some beautiful sets from that theme um, that are very expensive now. You know, just they're long gone. Um, but now, if you want Ninja in Lego, you pretty much have Ninjago. Which, for the most part, Ninjago goes very fantasy-based. But again, occasionally, they'll come out with a set that does appeal. It does very much appeal to... Um, maybe a more adult mentality or just, I don't want to put it that way. My gosh, if you love all the Ninjago sets and you're in your mid thirties, like I am, that is awesome because I have some, <laughs> I've bought a Lego friend set. I'm not judging. I bought a Lego friend set because it came with, um, an awesome build that they just don't do much like in Lego city. I boxed the minifigures or dolls or whatever they're called away. <laughs> but just for the set itself, it was really cool. Um, I, th I think it was a, a hot dog, a hot dog van, if I remember right. 
like a hot dog truck. Anyways, getting off topic here. This is one of those sets that when it came out a few years ago, and I picked it up, I think I picked it up like in a, a banged up box discount at a store. So I don't even think I paid the 120 that it retailed for. I don't know. I might have. I probably paid about 100 or so. But I totally wanted it, not because it's Ninjago, but because it looks like a pretty legit temple build that could fit in just a, a, a sort of, you know, feudal Japan era theme or something. And this set, one reason I decided to go ahead and review it is because it's not prohibitively expensive yet. Just a quick check on eBay five minutes ago, this set's going for about $200 brand new in the box. And you can probably find it for a little less if you're very patient. But there are buy it nows listed that, with shipping included, come out to $200. There's several that I saw at $200 that all say they're brand new in the box. That's more than you would expect to pay for this set, even now, today, if it just came out from Lego. But it's not crazy expensive. I mean, it is 1,223 pieces. You know, 200 bucks, eh. It's, it's overpriced compared to what it costs new, but it's, if you love the way this sounds, I wanted to go and review it now because it's not crazy expensive yet. Or if you don't care about having the box and you're willing to risk buying a used Lego set, which I think is okay if it's from a very reputable seller that has sold other used Lego sets, but there are ones that claim to be 100% complete with instructions for about 120 bucks which is what this set cost when it was new. So basically you're giving up the box and just the fact that it's brand new, but basically still paying the same price that it costs new. Again, not ideal, but I wanted to go and review this now. A, because I just finished building it yesterday. B, because I don't think it's prohibitively expensive and I think you can pick it up. So let's get into it. Is it worth it for 120 that it originally cost? Is it worth it for what you're going to be paying now, which is 120 used or 200 new, basically? So, Lego 70728, Battle for Ninjago City. The building experience, which I'm going to get into if I've recently built a set, I may end up reviewing some sets that I built a while back because there's some that I really uh, would like to review, like some of my Lord of the Rings sets, for example. But if possible, I'll review it soon after I build it. I finished building the set yesterday. It came in 11 numbered bags. It is ages 9 to 14 set, so compared to the downtown diner that I built for the first episode of this podcast, this was a very easy build. Uh, each bag had like 100, 120 pieces roughly, if you average it out. Um, easy build, nothing super complicated, um, nothing super fiddly. A couple little things that are like, ah, uh, you know, just anytime you got a set, I mean, it's still over 1,200 pieces. Anytime you got a set with that many pieces, there's going to be little details, which is what I absolutely love, but also what makes it a little tricky. Um, but compared to, say, a, a regular modular building like the downtown diner, nothing super tricky. Um, but there were some cool building techniques in this. Um, I feel like the base of the whole structure was was fairly straightforward, but once you get to the roof, that was pretty interesting. Um, just as far as building techniques, the roof is put together on hinges. Like every piece you build is on a hinge and then you flatten it out. Like you fold it down and it's like, Oh, okay. Now it looks like a roof. That's cool. Um, so that was pretty cool. There's a, and I'll go into the details visually 
striking details of the set, but just as far as the build, the dragon head, which is like the statue that goes on the very front of the temple, very prominent, was a pretty cool build. Um, I was like, okay, what am I doing? Oh, okay, I see. That's the dragon's eyes. That's the, you know, this or that. Pretty cool. Um, there's other little details that were just, um, I guess, unexpected. Like the, uh, there's a lot, and I mean a lot, of bladed weapons in this set. And some of them are like five inches long. Like way too big for an average minifigure. And again, not the biggest Ninjago fan, except for a set like this. These big, huge swords, big, huge, there's good English. They must have been from another set. Maybe like a giant mech figure or something, I'm guessing. They look like they could have been. But they work really well for this set as just details on the on the uh the temple. So I think that's pretty cool. Um like I said, there's nothing crazy about this build. It was a set made so that kids could put it together, kids, teens. Um I'm gonna turn it around here. Let's see if there's anything that I remember from the inside that was oh okay. So probably the trickiest build in the entire thing was some of the contraptions. There's a lot, and I mean a lot, of action features in this set. But, at least from the front of the set, none of them are obtrusive. None of them, as an adult, are like, ooh, that looks bad. A lot of times with these sets, like Ninjago sets, for example, it'll be the really cool-looking thing, and then we'll put this giant red knob <laughs> right in the middle of it, or, you know, to, to show the kid, hey, this is where you can do this action feature. There's nothing like that, at least looking from the front of the set. It looks legit. The action features are well hidden, and I appreciate that. But those are probably some of the trickier and more interesting builds. For example, um, looking on the back of the set, there's this wheel contraption. It's a tire. And this is basically a disc shooter, but it's kind of old-fashioned. Basically, you build this contraption and put these discs under the tire and you just flip the tire. Um, <laughs> sorry if you heard that. I just accidentally launched a catapult. There's a lot of action features in the set. Anyways, uh, that was interesting to build. The catapult, speaking of, there's a catapult on each side of the building. I'm going to launch the other one. Um, just little buckets on arms, basically. But it's actually pretty cool how they were built. In fact, when I was building, I'm like, I don't think this is going to work right. But, oh, okay. It's simple. Like, compared to the roller coaster, which I wish I'd started this podcast before I built that. That was an amazing building experience. The contraptions and that thing, the, the mechanisms were insane. This is very simple by comparison, but pretty cool. Um, and there's several other uh, mechanisms that have interesting building techniques. Underneath the very bottom of the whole thing, you're building this. It's basically a lever that shoots little tiny spikes out of the front steps of the dojo. I don't know whether to call this a dojo or a temple. I think it could easily be either. We're gonna, it's probably supposed to be a dojo. Anyways, you're, these little spikes come out of the, the floor of the dojo. But when you're building it, you don't really realize what you're doing. In fact, I'll be honest with you. And again, I build Lego sets partly to relax, to de-stress. I actually have a podcast on in the background a lot of times while I'm building a Lego set. Um, I think it's pretty meta to have a, Maybe if you have a this podcast on while you're building a Lego set, that'd be kind of cool. But anyways, um, 
I didn't realize what I was doing until the set was built. I'm like, oh, that is actually really cool. But as far as building techniques, I don't think there's a lot else to talk about. There's always little fun things in a set this size that you'll discover on your own. Um, and speaking of discovering on your own, probably one of the more interesting builds of this set, which was something I was not interested in at all, was the mech. This set does come with a... I don't know what else to call it besides a mech. One of the bad characters is in this three-legged machine. It looks like a spider mixed with a crab or scorpion. Actually, I would say it looks more like a scorpion than anything. It's it's pretty wild looking. Um, and we'll just go and get into the actual review of the set. The visual appeal. Just what I think of it. And I'll go and say, as a $120 set, you know, whatever I paid for it, you know, $120 retail. I was buying this for the temple. In fact, I remember thinking, man, I wish it didn't include this giant mech because that probably added $20 to the price. Um, and, you know, some of the figures don't really appeal to me because I want this as a legit, you know, like ninja theme. I, I don't know much about Ninjago. And this mech is definitely something that at surface value doesn't appeal to me because it doesn't belong with this set the way I'm going to use it. I'm not going to use this as like a futuristic or a modern thing. This is going to be set in, you know, ancient Japan, you know. So, visually, I don't know what to do with the mech, but I got to say, it's pretty cool looking. This this three-legged creature is pretty cool looking. And it has an action feature. Surprise, surprise, just a red missile launcher. Works pretty well, just spring-loaded. But it's... Each leg is articulated, can move up, down, um, well, I guess just pretty much up and down, but it it can give you some pretty weird and crazy, um, oh no, they can spin as well, the legs can spin. You can have some pretty cool articulation with this thing. I don't know what else to say about it, this is just not the kind of Lego set, like if this little mech was sold on its own, there's no way I would buy it. It's just not my thing. But I have to say, the experience of building it was was actually probably... As interesting as anything in the actual main set. Um, it's really cool how it came together. The bad guy whose name I don't even know is actually pretty cool looking, I have to say. Uh, pretty cool color scheme and everything. But he sits right in the middle of it. Um, it's got flags in the back. Quite a few stickers. Quite a few stickers just on this mech. And more than I would like on the set itself, but nothing crazy. Um, I don't know. The mech is cool. It probably, honestly, there's so much detail to it. It probably does add about $20 onto the price of the set. And I personally, I mean, it sounds weird to say I don't have a use for it. I mean, Lego is just for fun and enjoyment anyways. Now that it's built, I don't really know that I have a use for it, but I enjoy building it, so it wasn't a total waste. Um, I just don't know what to do with it now because it doesn't fit with my, my uh, sort of feudal Japan setting that I'm going to be working on slowly. And this temple will be a big part of that, this dojo. This mech, I don't know. Actually, it looks really cool next to the downtown diner that I built last week. <laughs> it looks like like something you see in the Lego movie. Like this huge, ugly-looking mech thing just rampaging around a downtown uh, area. Anyways, that's that. If that kind of thing appeals to you, you're going to love building that thing. If not, it'll be okay. That's done. Let's get on to the main set now. Speaking of the main set, the first thing you notice, or at least the way I have it set up, 
is this little gateway. It's just a little, um, what's the word for it? It's not a pagoda. It's just a little structure, uh, <laughs> a little entrance that does actually sit totally separate. You can put it wherever you want to. Um, I think it looks best right in front of the main building, in front of the steps, you know, a foot or so out. It just, it makes, it kind of introduces the whole set. You know, it looks cool. I, I think it's a great addition. This is probably less than 30 pieces. And I think it's totally worth it. It's probably 20 pieces. And I think it's a great addition. Compared to, say, the mech, which was probably, honestly, 150. Maybe. Yeah, probably 150 pieces or so. This uh, this little entranceway doesn't take many pieces at all. Probably doesn't add but a couple of dollars at the most to the cost of the set. And I think it's totally worth it. Um, looks cool. The main set itself, if you were a minifigure, the first thing you would notice is the steps you walk up. Um, they're well-made steps. They look... They look legit. In the sense that a minifigure could reasonably walk up these steps. You know, some sets, you know, like they would have to step up five feet in minifigure terms <laughs> to step up. These are pretty reasonable in size. But also behind the steps, there's... Uh, a hidden area with um, little doors. It looks like it's just maybe uh, you could maybe see it as a secret entrance or just even some kind of storage, maybe for for fighting equipment or something. Fighting equipment. Wow, I'm really showing how much I know about ninja and and Japanese history. I just like the way it looks. I'm not claiming to be smart about it. But anyways, there's that underneath the steps. There's room to hide underneath the steps. Um, you could probably do something with that. The whole front of the the bottom part of the set, it's like this dojo is set up on a rock, like a giant rock surface. And it looks really good. For an ages 9 to 14 set, in the general, you know, you can go into your, or you could have a few years ago, gone into your local department store that sells Lego and pick the set up. The detail of the rocks is pretty cool. Plus, there's two segments on the rocks that you can spin around and reveals hidden weapons. Again, this set is jam-packed with action features, but at least looking from the front of the set, you basically don't even know it. And I love that. I can't stress that enough. It is not some giant red button sticking out. The most noticeable thing on the whole front of the set that you're going to see just as from a, a display standpoint as far as action features, the most noticeable thing is at the top of the steps I mentioned, at the entrance, there are, there's holes in the top plate. It's it's a two by six plate with holes down the middle, which Lego uses for different things. It might look slightly out of place because that's where the spikes come out of, but honestly, you probably wouldn't even notice if you didn't know it was there. So anyways, yeah, as far as the, the front, and sides of the set, the bottom part, the base, looks like a big, giant rock that this thing is setting on. It looks good. There's a couple of plants sticking out from the rocks, even, to make it look like they just grew there. Looks good. Moving up from that, you have a little... I'm sure they don't call it a front porch, but basically a porch or deck area out from the, the main doors. And... There's a couple of cool things on there. There's a couple of flames. Uh, I'm sure they represent like uh, oil lanterns, you know, for actual light. Um, or maybe decorative, either way. There are 
very cool looking railing, um, just pieces of decorative fence. I don't know the words, but they look legit. Like they belong in front of a temple or a dojo. Very nice. Probably the coolest thing on the front porch, as I'm calling it, are these two golden dragons. Again, I'm sure, as I drop it on the table, I'm sure these were used for um, some other set. Maybe not even Ninjago. This could have been, I don't know. I feel like this dragon looks familiar. Could it have been a Harry Potter set even? Uh, I'm not sure. If they're made specifically for the set, that's even cooler. But regardless, they look really good. They totally fit in. They're kind of cute, but not so cute that they stand out. Like, it looks legit. It's like these two golden dragon statues um, sitting right at the top of the steps. And then, of course, behind the steps, you have the main entrance. And it's a big, I suppose look like wood, double door <clears throat> with green accents and these two golden... Again, there's weapons all over this set. They're two, I don't even know what they are, sword-like weapons. But they actually are used as the handles for the door, for the big double doors. And it works. You know, it works just fine. Um, maybe not ideal, because it looks like this would be a really painful door to open. I mean, I'm pretty sure Minifigure's just going to slice his hand right down the middle every time they opens these doors. But that's this is such a hardcore dojo that just to get in the place you got to be willing to go through some pain that's how hardcore it is but it looks good the doors look good and then probably honestly from a visual standpoint my favorite part of this whole set probably my favorite is sort of the main walled front area like the main level front area before you even get to the roof and that's because well, first of all, you have these two golden, and these, this was an interesting build, because it, it, it doesn't look like, it, the way it was built, it didn't look like it was going to make any sense. But basically, you have these two giant, circular, um, very ornate, very pretty, golden structures on the wall, on the front wall, one on each side. And I'm pretty sure, this looks like Cinderella's, like, coach, like the wheels off her coach <laughs> and it very well could be because i'm pretty sure lego was doing some disney sets by then it looks something like that but it, yet it totally works on this dojo very ornate golden details it's funny what coloring just the color of a piece can do i have a feeling this piece was maybe a different color originally but it looks so good here but my favorite part again possibly my favorite part of the whole set and i think these might be exclusive to this set don't quote me on that Again, I love building, displaying, and just enjoying Lego sets. I don't know all the all the details, but I know I haven't seen these pieces in another set. And that is these printed, frosted glass. Of course, they're actually plastic, but they're meant to represent glass. There's four panels all together, two pairs, two identical pairs. And actually, if you look at it, I didn't notice this at first, but it's actually, they're all identical. They're all identical. There's four panes that are exactly the same, but you orient them different. So it looks like it's actually two pairs. And there are these golden dragons on these window panes put inside of these green window frames, and they look so good. If you look this set up, you'll notice it. They look like frosted glass. 
uh, honestly, I mean, as a as a dumb American, it makes me think of like a fancy Japanese restaurant, you know, or even a Chinese restaurant with this frosted glass and a dragon drawn on it. But in this setting, on an ancient dojo, it totally fits. I love that. Probably my favorite part of the whole set. <clears throat> These four printed glass panes. As far as I know, exclusive to this set. Um... I would be surprised if they're not exclusive to this set because it kind of seems like that's a big draw, like that's a big feature of this set. But anyways, then you move up from the main walls and you got the roof. And it's a very nice green, like a forest green with tons of gold accents. You got these little hanging lanterns. Um, the Like most sets that aren't the modular buildings, this is not technically a complete building. The back is open, dollhouse style. But... <clears throat> And they do a good job with the roof of coming around the sides and even a little bit on the back. So this thing looks pretty complete. Of course, from the front, it looks 100% complete. But also like from a, what would you call that? Like a three-quarter view? Like if you turn it, maybe not completely sideways, but almost completely sideways, it still looks complete. Because they did this roof in a very smart way, like I mentioned, to where it's all hinged. And you can actually move the roof up and down some pretty easy if you want to because it's still hinged. But it, it gives it a complete look. One thing you'll notice that's actually pretty well hidden is there's two hidden compartments in this roof. <clears throat> one on each side. And <clears throat> one of them, if you open it, it just reveals, well, part of the interior of the building. The other one does reveal an action feature, which is a launching cannon, basically. But... I don't mind that at all. And I'll get to that action feature when I go around to the back of the building. But I don't mind it at all because these doors look like they're there as like an escape entrance, as a way to sneak out of the dojo. Um, they they just look like they belong, and they blend in very well anyways. Moving up higher, you have these flags, one on each side. These flags took four stickers because each flag is double-sided. It's four identical stickers. It's a circular sticker with a red dragon head in the middle. I don't mind because they look really good. I always would prefer a quality printed piece over stickers. For one thing, I almost never get the stickers as straight as I want them, and it bugs me and it annoys me. <clears throat> um, I'm definitely a little OCD when it comes to that. You know, I kind of get on a roll. Like, I'm just very low stress when it comes to putting Lego together. And sometimes I get to a sticker and I kind of just put it on maybe not as carefully as I could have. And then after the fact, I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I can't redo a sticker, you know, at least not easily. But anyways, these weren't too bad. They're straight enough. And the flags do look good. Moving up higher, you have one of the centerpieces of the set, and that is the dragon head. And this thing looks cool. It's got these giant teeth sticking out. And of course, it's supposed to represent a statue dragon head, not an actual dragon. And again, because they didn't overdo it, I don't think they overdid it. So it doesn't look out of place. It looks like this could still just be a legit dojo. A very ornate, very intense looking dojo, but it's not so overdone. This dragon head is not so overdone that it doesn't look legit. It's really cool looking. It even has eyes, you know, represented. Um, it's just, it's a cool looking figurehead. Above that, we have just really nice detailing of the top of the roof. We have these two golden swords sticking out of the back. Again, huge swords. 
Um, not as huge as the ones on the roof itself, but pretty huge. Like, they would look really oversized in a minifigure hand. <clears throat> and they just work. I mean, it looks like, it just looks like detailing on the, on the building. Uh, and then there's a, a Sensei Wu hat. The, and this is like just, what are they called? Rice paper hats. Um, very traditional. Oh my goodness, I should know the word. Rice paper hat is what I'm going to say, but that's probably not right. These little domed hats that are very much, uh, legit historical looking hats, you know, <laughs> But one of them is used in a gold color as part of the detail in the front of the building. And hey, I think it works. You also notice from the front of the building, you will notice two brown buckets. One sticking out from either side of the top of the building. And these are an action feature, but I don't mind it. For one thing, they kind of rest behind the building, so it's not the first thing you notice. But also, they look like they could be... To me, they look like a giant flame should be in there, like two giant flames. In fact, you know what? It's funny I said that. I was going to say, in fact, I'll probably modify mine to put two giant flames um, because it looks like it should be a, a, like a giant torch to light up the whole dojo, one on each side. And if you look at the front of the box, that's exactly what they've done. Um which they're cheating a little bit because it looks like legit fire. Like it doesn't look like a Lego piece, but they show a visual on the front of the box that looks like two flames coming out of these pots. So that's totally what it's supposed to be. But <clears throat> it's also an action feature. Speaking of spinning the building around from the sides, there's not a lot to say except the sides look finished. Once you get around the back, of course it doesn't look finished. It's totally open like a dollhouse. Um, I'm not going to spend as much time on the back because it's really the front, the overall appeal, visual appeal of this thing that, that appealed to me. Um, sorry, my mouth's getting dry. Because around back, it is revealed a little bit more. Oh yeah, this is an Ninjago set. This is supposed to be set in modern times. I'm so thankful. There's absolutely zero, nothing on the whole front or sides of this building that would make you think, oh, this is not supposed to be an ancient dojo. This is modern times. No, it all looks legit. Around back, however, you do have a few things um, that tie into the Ninjago theme and don't look exactly ancient. <laughs> um, starting from the bottom, it's mostly open space, which you could use to store things if you wanted to. There's a treasure chest off to one side. <clears throat> then in the middle, there's a bucket, just... Maybe it's a trash can, <laughs> but you know, it looks like a, a brown barrel. You know, it could be, it could fit in this time period. But then there's this red knob, which does stand out. But again, you can't see it from the front of the building. And if you push down on this red knob, it simply moves those spikes up on the front steps of the building. And this action feature, you know, action features as a grown man aren't really my thing, but this one works so well. You put a character on the steps. And if you face them forwards, like facing the steps, I think it works better. And you push down on this, and they go flying down the steps like they've just been totally dissed. <laughs> it's a pretty cool action feature. You move over to the left, you have a jail cell with a lock on it. There's a little printed lock piece, and it's just empty in there. But in that jail cell is actually, if you move around to the front of the building, it's one of those spin-around rock pieces I mentioned. 
So it actually spins around. So the, the prisoner could escape pretty easy, I would think. <laughs> uh, then moving up, you have a little storage crate. And then you have the first area that might be considered maybe a little modern looking, although I kind of like it. And it's a little, a little tiny bar with a green bottle and a clear bottle. Honestly, I'm choosing to see those as uh, uh, sake and maybe a, just a jug of water. Then you have a little stool and a little tiny table, like just tiny table, and a little grill, like a little hibachi grill. Now, the, the set comes with two uh, wieners, two hot dogs of some sort. Um, but, hey, they could be, you know, it's not out of the question. <clears throat> I don't know if there's anything ancient Japan about that, but these meat links, you know, they I, I could... Stretch my f- imagination to think that these could be ancient meat links. <laughs> so there's really nothing about that that I feel the need to change. If I want to make this look legit, you know, time period. <clears throat> then behind the main double door entrance is just a totally open area. And that's probably good because you want to, you know, want to have a, maybe uh, the sensei is waiting there when you open the doors. <clears throat> and then finally, the last sort of main room on this main floor. And by the way, this is a pretty shallow building, as in it's only a few inches deep. The main detail of this set is around the front. Um, so these rooms I'm talking about are only, well, let's see, they are one, two, three, five. They're five studs wide. Um, <clears throat> and maybe eight or so studs across. So, you know, pretty small rooms. Uh, not a very deep building. But the one room, anyways, that is definitely a dead giveaway that this is supposed to be set in modern times is a room with a swivel chair and what looks like a computer panel with a sonar and all kinds of buttons and knobs and a map showing the dojo, which is actually pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure, was that a sticker or a printed piece? I think that was a printed piece. It's hard to get to. I'd pull it off. Um... It's like a control center for the whole dojo. And it totally is modern, obviously. But that is only, that is really the only section in this whole dojo, inside or out, that you couldn't convince me is not set in ancient times. So all you would have to take out if you totally want this to be set, you know, in ancient times, is remove the swivel chair and remove that little control panel um, and put something else in there, you know, table and chairs or whatever. It wouldn't take much. There's also a walkie-talkie and a wrench on the wall here. You'd probably want to remove those if this is supposed to be an ancient setting. (laughs) And then to the right, we have one more little storage area uh, with a tool in it. And then, up on the top level, it's not really... I don't know. What I'll call a living area. Although on the left side, you do have a single bed. There's room for one minifigure to lay down. But pretty much the rest of the top level is for action features. And again, they're so well hidden from the front that I don't mind. But you have two of these discs that are stored here. And that's for the tire I mentioned earlier. You slide one under the tire. You give the tire a good spin and it launches a pretty good little distance. It's simple. It's just using physics, but it works well. Moving over to the right, you have probably the coolest action feature in the whole thing. And that's this spring-loaded cannon. Again, it has an ugly red knob on it. But again, you can't see it at all from the front. 
And it's pretty sweet. What you do, I mean, as far as action features go as a grown man, <laughs> um, you load the cannon. And I'm actually doing it here. Cause just because it's cool, frankly, and I want to do it. And when the cannon's loaded, um, basically the flap from the front of the roof still closes. And so, you could legit surprise somebody with this. Because <laughs> from the front, the, the thing still looks legit. But you got this cannon piece loaded. You push the button on the back, and this thing launches a good couple feet. It actually opens the flap on the roof and flies through it. Again, for a guy who doesn't care much about action features, that that made me giggle. It made me giggle a little bit as a grown man. And hey, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, frankly, <laughs> if you really want to be a jerk and you convince someone to come and admire your Lego set you've just built, which first of all, if you found someone to do that, you've done more than I have, so good for you. <laughs> like, hey, look at this roof. Look, look at the detailing on this roof. And then you launch that and uh, this little rocket pops out of the roof and smacks them in the head. And that's the last time they'll ever uh, look at a, Le a Lego set you've built. So congratulations. But anyways, that's pretty cool. And then the last thing on this upper level is um, a space to store the the logs or whatever they're supposed to be. That's launched out of the two, I call them giant candles, giant flame holders that are on the top of the building. And this is a simple but very effective mechanism. You put one of them in the bucket and you flip down a lever on the back. And it launches to to poor travelers below who just wanted to come and train at the dojo. But hey, if they make it past the giant cannon, and they make it past the launching logs, and they make it up the stairs that has spikes down in the bottom, and they make it past the disc launcher, which is launching maybe supposed to be like giant tabletops. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. And then they're able to actually open the door, which has sharp, razor-edged handles, then they're worthy to be trained at the dojo. And you can feed them a hot dog. And really, the only thing that's left then would be like the, the tower, I guess you would call it. Um, there's really nothing there. It's it's just the back of the... where they had those swords sticking out, which offered great detail. The top of the mechanism that launches the disc and launches the uh, the, the bucket log thing. You could probably put a minifigure in there. But it's not really supposed to be usable space, I don't think. But you totally could put a minifigure in there. Um, and if you're looking through the tower, you're seeing the back of the dragon head statue that's on the top of the tower. So, yeah. To me, the back of the building is not as interesting as the front. But it doesn't need to be. But as a kid, the back is pretty sweet. Because this is where every single action feature can be accessed. And this, I mean, I mean, let's list the action features one more time. From the front of the building, you have the spikes on the steps, which you flip on the back. You have the spinning rock wall segments, which reveal weapons, and also an escape entrance. Um, you have a disc launcher, which uses that tire. It's a pretty cool mechanism. You have two bucket launchers, which launch flaming uh, logs. You have the rocket launcher, which <laughs> launches a cannon, a, a whatever it's supposed to be, out of the roof itself. Uh, let's see. Is that it? For action features? Yeah, I guess that's it. That, that's quite a few action features. <laughs> um, and actually, 
I don't know if this counts as an action feature, but there is one thing I've not mentioned yet. It comes with a tree, a buildable tree, and I think it's pretty good looking. It's a it's a pretty good looking legit tree with, you know, eight or so leaf um, Lego tree leaf segments, um, and it comes with string, which is probably the most annoying thing about the whole set because my hands are big and chunky and fat. But trying to tie the string off in little knots. Because basically you have a grappling hook. And your Lego minifigures can use the grappling hook to get up the building. And it actually attaches on the building. And then they can slide down. And it comes with a little... Uh, I'm not sure what you call that. Uh, a, a thing that slides down the, the string. And they can hold on to it and slide down the string. So that's kind of an action feature too, honestly. Um, and it looks pretty cool. Attached up on the building and having a figure slide down it. And the tree is neat. Um, I was talking about value, you know, um, and I don't know exactly how many pieces were used in this mech that I mentioned earlier, but more than I would like, considering it's just not what interests me. Um, and I would say probably 150 or so pieces were used in this mech. Um, probably less than 20 were used in this little gate entrance thing. I think that was totally worth it. And then this tree is probably another... 40 pieces or so. Just guessing. But I think the tree is cool. And I think it's... Um, even if you take away the whole grappling hook thing. Just remove that. And it's just a tree. It looks pretty legit. It looks like a tree that could belong with this dojo. You can sit it right beside it. And it looks actually pretty good. You can move it out to the side. I think it's a worthy side build. Um, <sighs> I was thinking this episode would be a lot shorter than last week's. Because last week's was a huge, huge set. This one has about a thousand less pieces, but it's got a lot of detail when you get into it. Again, this is block set review. I'm not going to focus a ton on the minifigures, but if you care and you follow Ninjago, let's see if I can get this right. You have the green ninja, which is Lloyd, or La Lloyd, as he's called in the movie. Zane, the white one. Blue is Jay, I believe. I can remember that because it's Blue Jay, and also I just looked it up. Pretty sure that's right. And then you have Nia who is the red female ninja. And I'll go and say up front, of all the ninja, as they are, as they come in the set, the only one I like is Nia. <laughs> uh, and let me clarify. The only one I like without making any modifications is Nia. Because Nia is in her samurai garb. She looks like a legit samurai. She looks cool. And, and just totally fits in with this set. 100%. Don't need to change anything about her. The three ninja... Sometimes with these Ninjago sets, they'll put them in like more legit looking ninja garb. And this one, they have their hair out. <laughs> so like, you know, Lloyd has blonde flowing hair. Zane has this sort of weird, uh, oh, who is that? Like, is it Dolph Lundgren? Uh, who played the guy in the Street Fighter movie with the spiky hair? Anyways, he's got his crazy hair. Um, So what I've actually done as a very cool guy, you know, and I probably wouldn't admit this to my wife because it's so cool. But I actually went on eBay and ordered some just headgear, like a green one for, for uh, Lloyd and a blue one for Jay and a white one for Zane. Like just ninja headgear. And they're actually from past Ninjago sets. And they're like a dollar something a piece. And I'm going to remove their hair and put that on. And they'll look pretty legit then. Because otherwise, you know, they got pretty legit green, blue, and white ninja costumes on. And they all have double swords. I mean, these are pretty intense-looking sword 
holders, sheaths, what would these be called? <laughs> when you got the swords on the back. They're pretty intense looking, but they're, you know, they're legit enough. I think once I get the hoods on them and take their, their flowing hair off, these look like a legit ninja. Which is just to say, for just a few dollars more, you can turn these very cartoon looking characters into a ninja that can populate your dojo. Because they're 90% of the way there. They just need the hair gone and some kind of hood or something. <laughs> Which, thankfully, past Ninjago sets have had and you can get them, like I said, pretty easy online. Then there's four other figures. So you got eight figures all together. Nia, who looks awesome as a samurai. Then you got the three ninja that it comes with, which just need a little modification to look like they actually belong at this ancient dojo, in my opinion. <clears throat> and then you got three... Um, I'm showing my ignorance here again about the subject matter. Cyborg Ninja. Uh, I, I know they're part of the show, obviously. They look like cyborgs. They remind me of the Foot Clan from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And frankly, they all look cool, but there's no way that I'm going to make them fit in this set for my purposes. <laughs> hey, if you love Ninjago and you love the futuristic theme, then awesome. But if, like me, you're just trying to make an ancient dojo, there's no way those are going to fit in this set. But they're pretty cool looking. And if you like them, this one has an amazing looking weapon. It's crazy. Like a double axe mixed with a double sword. It's crazy. <laughs> and then you got the big lord. The I'm going to call him the overlord because I don't know his name. Who goes in the giant mech. And he's really cool looking. But again, there's no way he's going to fit in this set for my purposes. All together, that's eight figures. And I've not even mentioned, Zane comes with this white glider. Again, I'm sure this is from the show, but it's a, it's a pretty cool-looking glider. It's got two wings. Uh, it probably is about eight inches across altogether. It's, uh, he can hold on to it, and it's, uh, I guess it's probably supposed to be a motorized, like maybe even a jet-powered glider. Again, I don't see how I can fit it in this set, but it's a pretty cool little thing. And heck, here's two more action features. <laughs> oh my gosh. On each side of this glider is a flick-fire missile. So... There's just action features all over this set. It's ridiculous. Um, but again, on this main set itself, they're so well hidden from the front that you don't even know they're there, which is perfect for me. Okay, my goodness. So yeah, we got Zane's glider. We got the mech, the tree, the little front gate thing. Eight minifigures. And then we got the main building itself. And even with that said, we have a whole baggie of extra pieces, some several swords, another grappling hook. Oh my goodness, like four or at least three sides. Um, I don't know why there's so many extra. I see one, two, three swords. Um, oh, there's two more sides of a different color. I'm sure they could go with some of these characters. Um, but there's a lot of weapons in the set, if you like weapons. And they're pretty legit looking. Um, you know, even if... You want to make it like a feudal ancient Japan. And it looks like there's two extra flame pieces. So I guess it actually comes with the pieces you need to put the flames in those uh, log launcher things I keep mentioning from the top. If you just want to make it look more legit and less like an action feature. Whew, okay. <sighs> the last thing I'll say is if you want to populate your either this set, the Battle for Ninjago City... Or any Ninjago set with more sort of legit looking, ancient looking characters. <clears throat> Lego minifigures. You know, the, the blind packs they sell. Series 13, which was I think a few years ago at this point. 
But Series 13 has a samurai. And she looks awesome. You know, you could replace the head if you want some male samurai as well. But she just looks legit. Um, and I bought several of these back when they were a little easier to find. But I think you can still get these without spending an arm and a leg. It's the number 12 in Lego Series 13, the Samurai. Just a little pro tip for you if you want to populate your ninja setting with some pretty legit looking characters. That's one option. I mean, it'll probably set you back five or six bucks a piece. And that's probably about the cheapest they'll be. Maybe more. I hope not. No, it's an idea. But it's really not necessary. This comes with four totally legit minifigures. It's just that three of them, I think you need to take the hair off and replace it with a hood. So you might have to spend a couple bucks on that if you want to make a scene that looks <clears throat> period appropriate. Obviously, that's not what the set was made for. I mean, it's made to fit in the Ninjago universe, which is both modern and futuristic and ancient, sort of all at the same time. But also, I think this is one of those sets that's got enough detail that Lego knew there were going to be some adults interested in this set. And so, like I said, all the action, action features are so well hidden from the front. <clears throat> um, and it just looks so pretty. It just looks pretty. Speaking of, my final thoughts. Okay. 120 bucks was the original retail price. The park count is 12.23, so you're right at 10 cents apart. So, not like truly exceptional, exceptional? <laughs> not truly exceptional, but pretty good from a price to part ratio. And I'll say there's not a ton of tiny pieces in the set, and there are a few bigger pieces in the set. A lot of plates used to build the roof, plates used for the base, <clears throat> these bigger tree leaf pieces. Uh, there's some big pieces on the mech. So I think the price for volume of stuff of the original retail price of $119.99 was right on point. I think it was fair. I think even though most Ninjago sets aren't up my alley, the value on a lot of the Ninjago sets is some of the best in Lego. <clears throat> some of them not so much, but on some of them. <laughs> and just looking at it... Um, the, the the temple was pretty wide. In fact, hey, let me do a little... You could just Google this and find out the information, but I'll measure it right now because i got a tape measure. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's actually kind of hard to measure. Uh, it's a good 14, 14 plus inches wide. So well over a foot. Um, it's not very deep. Um, heck, I'll tell you that too. Why not? Everybody loves listening to a podcast with taking time to measure things. So we're only looking at, not counting the staircase, it's like four inches deep. It's about, you know, five and a half inches with the staircase added on. Um, not, uh, so not super deep, but it gets the job done. <clears throat> and just looking at the volume of stuff, <clears throat> excuse me, wow, I'm very unprofessional. Sorry, I don't have a cough button. Um, looking at the volume of stuff, I feel like 120 bucks was very fair. Again, as far as Lego goes, the stuff's expensive. That being said, I personally would have loved for it to just been an even hundred and not include the mech. For me, selfishly, personally, 
But for kids into the theme, into Ninjago, the mech is really cool. So I don't begrudge Lego for using it. It's just, I would have rather had this set er, for 100 bucks instead of 120 <clears throat> and not include this mech, which took up probably, like I said, 150 pieces or so, give or take. And it may not even be that many pieces, but it's 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 probably fifteen dollars of the set at least. Um, but yeah, the other side builds, like I said, the tree, the little gate, totally fit the set. I think it's totally worth one hundred twenty. Um, knowing me, I probably found it a little cheaper at the time, and I know it was worth that. The question though, is it worth it for you all? If you've not already got the set, then you don't have a choice to buy it for one hundred twenty new. Is it worth closer to $200 brand new from an eBay seller? And obviously I'm saying eBay because that's where I looked, but there's, uh, was it Bricklink? And a lot of other places you can buy Lego that are used Lego or out of print Lego. You can't get it from Lego itself anymore, but there's, there's choices. <clears throat> uh, pro tip. I found that Amazon sellers tend to be unreasonable when it comes to out of print Lego sets. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Heck, I'll look right now. If you just go to Amazon, the thing about Amazon is you can buy anything there, even after it's out of print, pretty much. But you got to pay attention. If it's not something that's currently stocked by Amazon, I feel like the Lego sets are just ridiculous, usually. <clears throat> so I told you you can buy this. Okay, I stand absolutely corrected if this is legit. Let's see. Um, okay, so go buy it on Amazon. <laughs> 178 bucks, brand new on Amazon. Um, looks like there's at least one seller selling it for that. And then it goes to 200 bucks after that. Okay, so I stand corrected. You can get it for right now at, in late October 2020. 178 bucks on Amazon. <clears throat> or even $200 if that one sells out. Um, but just to give you an example... The Ninjago City set I mentioned, which I think cost, it might, it was $300 when it came out. It's a huge, huge set. But on Amazon, it's $650. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you can get that on eBay cheaper than $650. But this Ninjago City set, or sorry, the Battle for Ninjago City I just reviewed, $178 on Amazon right now. That's not so bad considering it was $120 brand new and it's been retired for several years. Um, Yeah. So, is it worth, let's say, $180 to $200 new? Only you can decide that, but I will say, if you like the way it looks on the box, if you like what I've said, you're going to like it. Like, there's no, there's no negative surprises. Um, I tell you, it's hard because it's out of print, and there's nothing super comparable that's in print right now. Like, there's no ninja thing that I'll tell you, oh, just go get this ninja temple set Lego put out. No, there's, there's nothing really comparable in stock right now. I will say there's a, a monastery, uh, Monastery of Spinjitsu, I think is the name of the set. It's an $80 set. You can probably get it for a little less than that even. It's currently in print. <clears throat> and for an $80 set, I probably need to get that before it goes out of print. Because it's pretty cool looking. But it's not as bulky as this. It's not quite to this level. I mean, it's, it's a cheaper set. But it's pretty cool looking. And it might get your fix for a lot less money. Um, your Lego dojo temple fix, if you have such a thing. So that's an option. But other than that, I don't think there's anything real similar out right now. Um, 
<clears throat> for 180 bucks, you know, Lego did the Temple of Air Jitsu a few years ago. And frankly, that is so much more impressive than this even. I like this a lot, if I've not made it clear. But that is even more impressive. Um, but that's going to cost you even more now. Like, I'm just saying, if, if Lego released $180 Ninjago Dojo now, it would probably be a little more impressive than this, because this was only meant to sell for 120 And that's even with the big mech, which may or may not be useful to you. So I don't know. I, I would say if you really, really like it, it's probably the time to get it now, because... 180 is a lot better than 300 or whatever it ends up being when it's long, long, long gone. But, uh, you know, that that's your call. Like I said, you can also get it for about 120 Supposedly complete, but used on eBay. <clears throat> if you love it, love it. I don't know. i got to be honest with you. If you can really get it for 178 bucks on Amazon, and you can't find it for, say, less than 120 used and pre-built, I would almost be tempted to get it new because it's, there's just something nice about building, building a set new from scratch. For one thing, they put everything in those numbered bags, so it makes it very stress-free. And for two, you know all the pieces are there. Like, of all the Lego sets I've ever built in my entire life, I only was missing a piece once, I think, on a new set from Lego. Um, I've only ever bought, like, two truly used sets, and I was missing pieces. So, <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, as far as value... I think when it originally came out, the value was good to even very good. Um, right where it should be, at the very least. For 180 bucks new, that's a personal call. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a hard call, but I think you could go either way and probably be happy with that. <sighs> okay, I think that's enough. Um, <laughs> I think I've said enough. This is one of the better options if you're trying to build up a sort of feudal Japan, or just just an ancient Asian city setting, whatever. I think this is one of the better options out there. Probably the best option out there right now is the Temple of Erjitsu, which I almost hate to even say that because I know it's expensive now. Because it's been retired for a good several years. I think LEGO will do more things like this, though. Like I said, you currently have the Monastery of Spinjutsu set, which is 80 bucks, and looks really cool. And there's almost nothing in that that looks out of place for like a feudal Japan setting. There's no giant mech or anything. Uh, so that's that's pretty good value for that. Um, th th this is one of the better options um, for that kind of thing, and it looks pretty legit. So I'm giving it my block set review seal of approval for sure. Um, if I had to sign a number to it, it would probably be an 8 out of 10. I like it a lot. Again, I don't make a habit of buying Lego sets that I don't that don't appeal to me. So you're not going to hear a lot of low reviews probably on this channel because I don't get sent sets for free or at any kind of a discount, and I probably never will. That's not even my goal. So I'm just reviewing sets I have, which means I like the way they look. And with Lego, if you like the way it looks, that's half of it at least. So the set I would say met all my expectations. And exceeded a couple of them even. So I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. It's very pretty. It looks very nice built. Um, and that's it for this episode of Block Set Review. Wow, I thought this would be a shorter one, but I still hit an hour. Okay, well, we'll see you next time. Um, did I come up with a slogan last time? I feel like everything I say has been used by somebody. 
keep on blocking. That doesn't even sound good. Yeah, we'll work on that. See you later.